Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Jesse, your DM. Cody playing Lazarus. Brennan playing Dis. Mike playing Nim. Britt playing Kenna. And we are Double Doubles and Dragons. We're a group of goofy Canadians that have gotten together to play a little D&D. Sometimes we will say things that are inoffensive. We mean them as jokes, of course, and they're certainly funny to us, but some people may find this offensive. If you do, we apologize, but we don't want any hate mail about it. So just don't listen, okay? Uh, Let's jump right into the action. Welcome back, everybody. So, let's jump right back into our new set of sessions here with some of the easy things to talk about. Inspiration. Uh, actually, only Dis hasn't used his inspiration. Hasn't? Has used. Has yeah, used. sorry, has used. I was like, I didn't use yeah, <laughs> Sorry, bad grammar. Uh, yeah, so Dis, anything you did last session that you think is worthy of inspiration? Well, I mean, the spoon stuff, it probably wasn't the best to send the two people into <laughs> Actually, I'm just pulling Ben down. You just pulled it up because I told you. <laughs> they, <laughs> we, we had a little bit of a talk before the recording started <laughs> about how silly it was to send only the people without dark vision to the place where no light is allowed. Well, realistically, for something I actually did know at the time, uh... Still, I think of spoon stuff, because I don't think there was any way around looking at that that it wasn't a bad, or that it was a good idea to send people to the sh- or to the spoon realm. <laughs> to the idea. shadow realm. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, it, it certainly was a ballsy play to send somebody else into the prison. But at the same time, was that really... Sorry, I'm going to undo your inspiration. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's something that has to be within his character that may negatively impact you. That's the no, usual but reason. But he for didn't necessarily decide to do it. We all decided someone had to go. That's true, true. But Dis has been holding onto the spoons forever. He was in, holding the actual spoons. He's yes. been ready. He he knew this was coming sooner or later. I think Dis had the idea to send somebody into the spoons <laughs> before Lazarus was even caught by the spoons. Fair, fair enough. Just like, you know what we should do is just send in a little bait. <laughs> I feel like that would have been just like, fine eventually. We could send in big bait. <laughs> Lazarus. <laughs> really, Lazarus just cut out the middle man by right. voluntarily going in himself. <laughs> um Okay, so that handles our inspiration. Uh, we had a little bit of combat last session, obviously, uh, and, you know, some other quest completions and such. So, uh, 1,200 experience each oh is the order of today. 1,200? Yeah. I don't imagine that puts you guys anywhere near a level up quite yet, but nevertheless. Yeah, it does. Level 10 right now. Oh my gosh, I get so much sweet stuff at level 10. I How far it. off are you guys from level 10? A long ways away. Yeah, I think it's 64, thing. isn't it? That's not necessarily an insanely far away, then. Maybe when we're done this town. For it, 50,900, right? 50. Only 90. if we do everything wrong in this town. So then... Sounds like us. Yeah. yeah. That's not true. You got the tree key. I know, we did something right for once! Everybody was super pumped about the tree key. 13.1k <laughs> away. 13... Point one k away. Out of curiosity, who's got the urn? Uh, this. yeah, okay. this guy. Fifty thousand nine hundred. It's just this one side. Now, what does the urn have to do with experience? I didn't say it had anything to do with experience. Well, you didn't say much of it. That's so right. I didn't say much of nothing. Maybe disemboweled Denise lives in the urn. Disemboweled Denise. 
Are you sure? <laughs> me, me and Jess it doesn't work if you don't say it in character. <laughs> we're just going to have a long conversation about disemboweled Denise back and forth. <laughs> well, now that we're While go holding spoons. While holding spoons. <laughs> disemboweled Denise. So, speaking of which, let's recap a little about what happened last session. So, uh, to keep a very long story short, because yeah, you guys got a little bit accomplished last session. Uh, basically, Lazarus is trapped in the spoon slash mirror slash upside down place. And... The, the party kind of did a little bit of sleuthing around looking for some stuff and, and you guys found some little bit more hints and pieces about what was going on. And then you found a way to talk to Lazarus and you realized he was trapped in the spoon realm and you thought to yourselves, well, I mean, we can't have Lazarus be in there alone. And then you asked Lazarus what it was like in there and he was like, it's pretty dark in here and there's a bunch of scared children and Kenna and everybody was like, all right, well, Kenna, you're good with the dark. <laughs> so why don't you go in there? That exact words were, what if they need to be healed, Kenna? Well, I mean, it's a fair point. The other two can't heal them. To be fair, she's right. the only one that can make Lazarus see in the dark. That's right. It's true. That's right. I, uh, I am. See, everything sorts itself out. But yeah, so now we've got, well, you sent Willie and Kenna into Lazarus. We haven't seen how that resolved out just yet. Uh, and that leaves our two, uh, we'll call them outside world protagonists, uh, <laughs> Nim and Dis, who are now, you guys had just finished sending them in. So if I'm not mistaken, one of you is still, or did both of you go into the, uh, into the inn? For that last sending, or was I it just you guys did it right in the middle of the thing, didn't you? Right in the middle of the market because it got original darker. Thoughts. Well, Nim wanted to stay in the hut originally, so it didn't fall apart. Yeah. When you left it, and then we sent Willie first. No, you guys. You guys stepped just outside the hut. I stayed in the hut and right. watched from the hut. Right, right, right. For this last one, because I went in with Willie alone into the inn to do that one, and then we realized that the weapons didn't come along, so. So you guys learned a couple of things. I, I believe the prevailing theory when you left was that weapons might be able to go, they just don't fit in the spoons. Oh, so right, you need, yeah, a, so you need something bigger. And uh, the other thing was is that the spoon or the reflection had to encompass the whole body, mm -hmm. I think, before it would... That seemed, based on your tests, that seemed it, to be how it Based worked. on the tests, that's what we think right now. Okay, so what we're going to do today then is we're going to pick up with Nim and uh, and Dis first. So to reset the stage for you guys, Nim is still in the hut. Dis was outside the hut using the spoons to send Kenna. However, night is just falling as well. So obviously you guys have been kind of planning on just spending the night in the hut. Uh, seemed to be kind of your, your next plan. Um... <coughs> Dis, as Kenna disappears into the spoon and the weapons that she was holding clank to the floor, you feel a sharp, warm sensation in your hand. And kind of as you, like, let go from just the te temperature change, the spoon kind of just powderizes. It appears to have been used. <laughs> um, so Nim's watching me right now, right? Yeah, yeah, Nim was watching from inside the hut. So, yeah, I guess afterwards I just, uh, I don't even think I had stuff there. I just walked back into the hut. So, you, you gonna pick up those weapons off the ground? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna talk about this spoon thing. It just disintegrated. Like, Yeah, but, I mean, what if the vines gobble up the weapons while we're in here? 
<laughs> oh my god, they could get weapons? <laughs> Think about dangerous they'll be. I'm gonna I'll go back out. <laughs> Your vines with the god weapons. <laughs> I'll go back out and grab the weapons. Okay. Uh, night is falling in the in the typical way it does here, where it just kind of flashes tonight. Uh, but nevertheless, you don't see any uh, aggressive wiggling just yet. Um, the bodies of the mobs that you were fighting are still in the inn. Um, I think you guys just left them there. At this point, <clears throat> no, I guess we're too far away from any of the hoses, right? Well, a good number of them were outside oh, the, the inn, too. right? Yeah, yeah some of the ones you fireballed, anyway. Well, I mean, I fireballed over half, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll take the god weapons. I'm just going to grab them and bring them back in the hut. Okay. Put them down. Well, Actually, god weapon. One god was we- a dagger. God weapon and a dagger. Yeah. Um, do you want the dagger? Yeah, sure. I did some work with that earlier. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> and then I'll take the god weapon and uh, I'll just put it in my pack. So, how are we going to get these weapons into the shadow, the spoon realm? You can um, call it whatever you want, by the way. It's, 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 it's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> I think we need a bigger mirror. What if we... Where we found the spoons? Yeah, there's that fridge full of mirrors. Yeah, let's go over there. Get sucked into the spoon realm. Be the heroes. I think we need to deal with the vines before we go to the spoon realm. You think so? Or do we get everybody back and then deal with the vines? Well, I mean, the only thing keeping the vines at bay was Willy walking around. So without Willy walking around, what if like the vines take over the whole town? Well, wait, do we know if time... Do we know out here that time's weird inside? Um, Lazarus mentioned... He mentioned there were children in the room. Down there, but I don't think we could... Okay, no. That'd be a bit of a jump yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for time dilation. Well, I guess... But we know the children disappeared years ago. Yes. So if there's still children... Hmm. Like, because like, they've... Willie said he was alone for almost ten years, so... Yes. None of them should really be children if time dilation isn't a thing. Unless but there's some know. other difference. True. Well, it could be Demons. time dilation or they could just not age in there. Mm. So, we just wait in the hut, just watch what happens tonight, and then tomorrow morning try to... I think we have to go to the the other house by the graveyard, try to get the brooch. Do we do that in the morning, or do we do that right now? I think we do it in the morning, because we might get murked if we yeah. do that right now. That's what's going for. These vines are kind of spooky. As if almost to respond to your message, you notice that now that the sun has gone down, or as much sun gone down as you can see through the thick fog, you notice that the vines, just on the edge of your field of view, because you guys are right at the well... Which means actually the fog blocks almost all of your view of anything outside the market, but you can hear them beginning to wiggle around. Getting spooked. I, um, you can hear that, right? You can hear it moving. Oh, yeah. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Yes, that's the sound they made. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. You hear that? Those are some disturbed vines. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess, um, yeah, I'm just going to, I'll pull out my weapon. Mm-hmm. I'll just be ready in case they try to infringe upon this place. <laughs> I'm going to stand there at the door. I guess. Well, that would be considered the door from where I am. 
Well, I mean, anywhere in the dome can be left through, I think, so... Is it... Can you walk through anywhere? Is there a specific entrance? Yeah, no. The only thing is, is if I leave, it collapses. Okay, in that that case, I'll just stay closer to the middle and... Sounds good. I guess keep my back to the well. Alright, so I assume you guys are going to set up for the night, because you feel pretty confident you're not going anywhere. So, uh, long rest. There's only the two of you, so the watches will be a little different if you're intending to stay up all night. Um, well, I'll just do... This can do two of them. Yeah. I could do three, can't I? No, because you have to meditate for four hours. Is it four hours? Yeah, you can only manage uh, two rests, or two watches. Okay, so then... So part of it will have to be unwatched Um, if we want to get a long rest. To get the full long rest, what is the the rule on that? How long You can only have one one watch to not break your long rest. Unless you're an elf. Well, unless you're an elf, in which case you can have two. So you need six hours of uninterrupted rest to complete a long rest? Yeah, you can't do anything strenuous and you have to be resting. Um, and then for the last, so in this one it'd be split up into two hour watches, the last two hour watch, about how light would it be normally during those times based on what we've seen before? Uh, because of the way the sunlight works here, where it's just kind of down and then up, it probably would still be two hours of darkness just because of the way things work here. (laughs) Normally you'd start getting some light, but here it just doesn't seem to work that way. Well, I, I mean, I can just... I can either do the first or second watch, and then you can do the last half of the night. Yeah, that's right. Do we just skip the first, very first watch? No, that doesn't work, technically, because who wakes up who then? We don't really have the alarm clock option. Well, no, because you you only meditate for four hours, so you don't need to be woken up. I don't need to be woken up, but then for the first two, like, you have to do the first watch. You can't do the second watch, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then we're going to miss out on that two to four. Yep. I guess that's just that is the, the way the cookie crumbles. That's the window. Yeah, when you only have two people. Okay. Wake up wrapped in vines. <laughs> this is fine. Everything's fine. Disabelle, did he save us? <laughs> save us. <laughs> lot of faith in a creepy mirror thing nobody's ever seen. <laughs> okay, so that sounds like a plan for the boys outside. Uh, Lazarus, let's move back to you for a moment. So, last you heard, they were gonna send somebody, uh, in to, you know, come be with you. Uh, there was a little bit of a delay in between when they talked to you and said somebody was coming, but after, it feels like it was probably about an hour to you, but it's really hard to tell inside this room with very minimal light, but... Just kind of out of the blue, you're sitting there and you're kind of keeping an eye on the kids and you're watching the door because the door freaks you out. And then the next thing you know, it's just kind of like out of the blue, Willie's sitting next to you. Just sort of all of a sudden. <clears throat> he kind of, he he see, he looks over and you, you see he looks a little confused as well. He kind of, ah, uh, so, uh, I suppose that worked. Seems like right. one piece. You kind of see him look around the room. Well, it's not quite what I expected. And he kind of he leans over a little and he kind of beckons you close. Alright. So, uh, who are the kids? These are the ones that were here when he arrived. You see him kind of look around again, and he leans a little closer. 
I recognize none of them children. So, not even from where you came from? Doesn't seem likely. Well, then perhaps we can continue talking to him and find out more. Reckon that seems alright. Don't, uh, he kind of looks around. Where's, uh, where's that other one? When there's supposed to be that pretty lady following after? Kinda's supposed to be here as well. Yeah, I think that's what they said. They were gonna send her next, I reckon. <laughs> well, it took quite a while between our talks of you arriving. Perhaps there'll be some delay again. Mm-hmm. Alright, that seems to make sense. Alright, alright. So I suppose he shall bring you up to speed on the rules of where we are at the moment. Uh, rules is good. Rules is good. First is that we're going to be quiet. We're not to create any light. And most certainly do not touch the door. Alright. Lazarus has had some brief encounters with our host since arriving. Mm-hmm. Alright. That's that's him that's him all the rules. For being in this room and no play. Oh uh what's uh what's the idea for getting out of here, young feller? There is currently no plan for getting out of here. Lazarus has not been in here so long himself. You seem kinda shake his head and look around. Go We upside down <laughs> Yes, we are sitting on the roof. Don't much care for that. No, neither did Lazarus. Elsa Meeks reaching the door, a bit of a predicament, unless you're able to prop him up there. Mm, he kind of like gives you the up and down, he goes, maybe old Willie should reach for the door and you could be the bottom. <laughs> God damn it. Not, not trying to say I could defend the door better than you, you understand, but uh, there ain't no way Willie's lifting you. <laughs> Fair enough, after you get it open you'll have to try and... Or running rapid way up there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like... There's no roof furniture up here, is there? No, no, it's a completely empty room. Right. I suppose Willie could get propped up there. Well, first, let's see if we can't find out more. I guess I'm going to walk over back to the kids. Okay. As you turn and go to walk over to the kids, because they've kind of segregated themselves away just a little bit, you notice that they're eating. Some Somewhere during the discussion between you and Willie, small bowls of fruit and other food have just sort of appeared on the floor. Two next to you and Willie as well. Ping. <laughs> you send out your ping. Uh, it's still evil. Yeah. I mean, the whole room's evil. Uh, the food itself doesn't seem to present as particularly evil. I, I mean, it's hard with all the background evil, but I, I mean, certainly doesn't seem to be evil fruit. Mm, okay. Well, I suppose while we're all happily eating. So, if you're all not from Willysburg, where are you from? I told you before, we are from Willysburg. What? Who were your parents? The girl kind of thinks for a moment. I don't know. It's it's been a long time. I haven't seen them in a in a while. Uh 
Gretchen? Is that my mom's name? Gretchen feels right. Willie kind of like makes eye contact with you and just gives you like a quick no shake of his head that he doesn't recognize that name. This may be a stupid question, Master Willie, but how do you record time or passive years? Willie kind of looks at you a little bit and he goes, Well, used to use the old recording method, you understand, before all the demons and such. But, uh, I, I prefer to just count the years from, from when basically everything done went and ended. So, uh, let's see, for me, this would be year 25. Year 25, I reckon. How long has it been since Willyberg has not had a graveyard? I had a graveyard. Well, we didn't have one right up until when everybody started to go missing. And then sort of out of nowhere, kind of had a graveyard all of a sudden. It's a bit strange, but, you know, with everything else going on. <laughs> yeah. Sort of seemed the least strange, you know? Well, appearing graveyards is not something normal. <clears throat> but is it possible that these ones were taken from even before children you knew? Well, they sure don't look like they've been in here that long. But I reckon, considering you telling me I ain't been in town as long, uh, it doesn't seem so strange, I suppose. Mm -hmm. It also seems that the kids have been here long enough that they've stopped counting days and meals into the thousands. I reckon that makes sense. Kind of hard to tell what day it is without no sunlight. There is certainly none of that down here. Yeah, I reckon there ain't. So, these do not appear to be people you recognize. Aww. Buzzers isn't quite sure what that mate suggest as of now. Mm. He kind of leans in, well, they just be children. Suppose children is as children does. I have to keep an eye on them. That is what Buzzers has been doing since he arrived. Be easier if we had a woman folk here. Better with the young ones. <laughs> but, uh, sorry. No, no yeah, magical, no Damn. magically appearing Kenna. <laughs> By calling her, she did not appear. <laughs> Say her name three times. <clears throat> Kenna will appear. Uh, alright. I'm gonna go and, uh, how high off the ground is the door? Uh, like five feet? Okay, so it's not like I can't get through it. You could reach the frame, but there's not much to grip onto on this side. Yeah. There's just the latch. Yeah. Which is higher than that. Mm -hmm. Another good two feet at least. Two, three feet. But suppose... What happens the fuck on the other side of that door? <laughs> <laughs> That's the trick. You probably can get the door open. Yeah. But do you want... I'm going to give it the lightest small knock. Okay, so you just, just like reach kinda, up. Yeah. Can I give it a tap, tap, tap? Uh, no response. 
Well, you might as well prepare yourself, kids, because this one may be doing something stupid. All the kids kind of, like, look at you, and then they look at Willie, and then they look back to you, and they all just kind of tighten up into the corner a little bit. He's going to try and leave the room. Definitely the older girl looks at you like, she gives you the open, like, you one done, son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, she doesn't stop you. I mean, she's a tiny little thing, and yeah. you're a big dragonborn, so. Mm, all right, Master Willing. Elijah's going to keep a good hold on you, but you're going to have to prop up on his back and open that latch. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I, uh, I ain't so sure it's such a good idea, but, uh. You folks are better at this than I am. Mm, better, perhaps. <laughs> Doesn't guarantee success. That's a fair point. There's no, like, keyhole or anything. No, no, just the latch. I don't want to involve Willie, but I don't know. Can I try and get to it without involving Willie? You could try to jump it. I mean, especially if you took a running start and did, like, the foot plant off the wall. You might be able to make it. It's only good. Right, I mean, well, how high can you jump, according well, to the Lazarus, jumping rules? Uh, quite high, and yeah. is already seven feet. I was going to say, I think the jumping rules aren't quite so... If you move ten plus feet, you can jump <coughs> a number of feet equal to three plus your strength modifier. When you make a standing jump, you can jump half that distance. So if you get a 10-foot run-up, which I don't know if you quite can in the room, but if you ran around in a circle or something, maybe, <laughs> you could do three plus whatever your strength so modifier is. six feet. Is if it, you, if you can... long jump, though? No, that's the high jump. Okay. Long jump is further. Long jump is if you move 10 feet, you can jump a number of feet up to your strength score <clears throat> rather than the modifier. Wow. So I think that's what you, you can jump, what, like six feet with a running start? And since you are six feet, like, I mean, you can yeah, okay. you, you can get to the handle by yourself. Mm. You might break it off when you grab it, but... Well, I'm going to jump up and just kind of give it the... Eh, oh, yeah. give it the, like, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. And just in case, I'm going to um, condom myself again. Okay. <laughs> with protection from good and evil. Okay, sounds good, sounds good. And then, yeah, I want to give it a running jump and flip that handle. Okay. Lazarus's first plan, all alone. <laughs> Let's see how it works out. Okay, so I don't really need any roll from you. You yeah. you can do that just fine. So what I do need from you, though, is a luck roll. Mm. Mm. Sometimes life is all about timing. <sighs> oh, God. Uh. Yeah, that's an inspiration use. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to also switch up the dials. Okay, Lazarus uses his inspiration. All right, well, better. My luck is 13. Okay. So, we'll leave Lazarus for a few moments. <laughs> God damn it. He rolled a 13. We'll come back to him. <laughs> Kenna. Uh -oh. You come to, in a misty, dimly lit landscape. Oh, great. <laughs> it takes you a moment to catch your bearings, remember where you were and what you were doing. And as you come to, you notice that you're inside a room, but not inside a room. Like, you're inside a little room, but something about it isn't quite right. It seems a little too... 
just not quite all there to you. Like, like being in a dream. It's just all the details aren't filled in quite right. Okay. But nevertheless, you see into a room where there are a few people. <laughs> There's a bed laying against one wall. And in that bed is a slightly older looking gentleman with a big mustache who just by casual glance seems quite sick. There's a woman standing at the foot of his bed, her hands wringing in concern. And there's a small girl kneeling next to the bed, crying into the covers. This is sort of the, this is the room you suddenly find yourself in. But all these people, they don't feel like they're quite here. They have the same sort of semi-see-through quality to them. It just doesn't quite feel real to you. Okay. Can I look at my hands? Sure. They also seem not quite all there. There's a, there's a little bit of see-throughiness to your hands you don't quite appreciate. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm going to try to talk and see what happens. Okay. What do you say? Hello? <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any response. But as you say hello, the people in the room with you begin talking. They have low, mumbled voices, like you're trying to hear them through a very long tunnel. You don't quite catch every word, but you get the gist of the, of the situation. There's something about the man in the bed is very sick. The daughter seems quite inconsolable. And the mother, you suspect at least, the woman at the foot of the bed, seems... She's concerned, but there's something about the look in her eye you don't quite like. And they're just, they're mumbling and kind of talking to each other, but you feel removed from that a little bit. Can I try to get closer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you seem to be freely capable of moving, but you don't seem capable of interacting. Uh, even just trying to put your hand on the bed, you just sort of slip right through. Okay. If I, like, touch the girl, mm -hmm. I know that I'll go through, but can I try to touch her and see if she, like, realizes something touched her? Yeah, you certainly can. So you reach out, and your hand does, true to form, go straight through her. She doesn't appear to react to you. She continues to sob into the bed covers. But the man on the bed, something something about him catches your eye. He's staring off into space, but just so happens to be looking at exactly where you are. Okay, I'm going to try to say hello to him. Okay. You say hello, but again, even if, like, they continue to talk, you're not sure if any of it is directed at you, because you can't hear it very well. Um, but nevertheless, the old man laying in the bed, his eyes never quite seem to leave yours. But you know, just from your healing experience, you know he doesn't have much time left. And if I touch him, do I go through? Yes. Hmm. Can I look around the rest of the room? 
Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, the rest of the room is sparsely detailed. Not even so much in the sense that there isn't furniture in the room, but just that you can't really perceive it very well. Anytime you get too far away from the bed, even just visually, things get blurry and indistinct. So I'm definitely being drawn to, to whatever's yes. happening there. Absolutely. Okay, around the bed, it, it's just the the woman, the child, the man... And the bed, there's no Correct. other, like, there's not a picture on the wall, there's... Nope, that seems to be it. Okay, um, um... this might be stupid, but I want to try it, because I think Kendall would do it. Uh, I'm going to try to shapeshift into a mouse and see if that does anything. Okay, uh, so you go to conjure your magic to allow you to shapeshift, and your form doesn't change. It doesn't feel like it's being blocked so much as just your form's not really here, so you can't change it either. Hmm. Hmm. As you continue to stand there and think, you notice, again, just with your peeling proclivities, that the individual on the bed continues to slip just a little further away, a little further away. Um, as he does that, you can see the, the wife or the woman moving around the bed over to the daughter, and she's kind of beginning that, seems like she's beginning that process of trying to console the little girl. You see her kneel down, and she's kind of rubbing her back and, and that sort of thing. Again, their words are mumbled. It's it's very difficult to pull out individual words, but that's that's the sense you get from the scene. Okay, and as the man is, like, peeling away, is he getting clearer to me? No. <clears throat> but he's still, like, eyes locked on me? I, in your general direction. Okay. Huh. Alrighty then. Okay. Ken is gonna try to healing word him, which is gonna be strange, but doesn't have to touch him to do it. Nope. <laughs> so, you raise your hand and you say to yourself, "Feel better." You do feel the magic begin to channel, but it can't target anything. There's just nothing there. Hmm. Um, but it does indicate to you that you seem to at least have some symbionts of your magic here. Right. You could feel it at least. A few more moments pass as you're kind of thinking of what to do next. And you notice that if the old man hasn't fallen yet, he must be very close. The girl has continued to cry rather aggressively. You can hear her sobbing through that kind of long tunnel feeling almost more than anything else um you take a moment and you're you're kind of just still taking in that scene when you hear two or you hear a few words kind of ring through that tunnel uh it seems to be coming from the woman at least based on the voice but she has kind of a a very quick well i guess it's just the two of us now isn't it dear and this continues to make the girl cry even more. Doesn't seem to have really comforted her at all. 
In that moment, as those words finish, you watch the elder gentleman on the bed die. You can see the light slip from his eyes a little bit. As you do, that girl suddenly looks over her back shoulder, like completely ignoring the woman beside her, Mm -hmm. looks over her back shoulder, not quite in your direction, but closer to you than most of them have gotten. And as she does, there's a clanging sound, like something disengaging. There's kind of a sharp clung, and then a thin beam of light comes from somewhere behind you. You're not sure where exactly. And as she turns, she just screams, Get out! And that whatever that is just slams shut, and the vision dissipates. And you find yourself just free-floating in the void again. Lazarus. Kosha had the urn. Back to you. <laughs> you jump. You make the run. You do a quick lap of the room to build up the steam that you need. You plant your foot and you lunge for that door handle. Your hand grabs it. And as you fall, you kind of let it clang and you hear it disengage on the other side. And that door cracks inward just slightly. As soon as you do, you hear a blood-curdling scream. Something similar to... And the door just slams shut again. Uh, well, she's in. (laughs) Willie just kind of, you look over, Willie just kind of nods. (laughs) Yeah, reckon she is. (laughs) Do you have any ideas, Master Willie? Ah. Nope. Sorry, don't don't say as I do. Right then. Well, I suppose more questions for the kids. Alright, Lazarus just is gonna go sit down with the kids and think for a while. Okay. Lazarus takes some time to think. Nim and Des. Your little gamble of resting a certain period during the night appears to have paid off. You seem to have gone through most of the night relatively unmolested. Day finally begins to break, just as Nim's hut times out, as it so often does. Uh, Taking a quick perusal as, as light floods into the market area, you notice two things right off the bat. Uh, the first is, while the inn hasn't become impassable, its front doorway definitely is. Overnight, the vines have grown through that puddle of liquid that was left from Nim's fireball, and they've more or less closed off the front doorway. It seems like maybe some of the windows, or if you just, you know, barged your way in through a wall, for example, either of those would probably work, but that front door is now secured by vines. Uh, more importantly, it appears like Willie's efforts to keep the vines back were more important than he might have realized. Only after one night, you've lost five feet around the entire edge of the market rung. The vines have creeped in about five feet each direction. I'm just going to roll my portent. Yep, yeah, fair enough. One, one, one. Oh. Nine. Plus 
slightly. Somebody's going to be rolling slightly below average. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Slightly below average. <laughs> we did it. Okay. Uh, balls in your guys' court. What would you um, like to do? So it looks like the vines are moving in. Point out the the incursion. The incursion into the market room. So we're going to the mirror or the spoon realm, right? Well, should we try to get the brooch? Alright, so how are we gonna do that? But With yes, we should fire. So wait. Do we just wanna go because this is in like the mausoleum or it's in that building that's right, yeah. Yeah, the gravekeeper's house or whatever. The mortuary. Mortuary, mortuary that's the one. So do you want to just, like, fireball, and then I just, like, run through it really quick? Go ahead and go in the building, just fucking fireball. I guess I have to grab you, too. Maybe you, like, hop on my back, fireball it, and I book us in. Yeah, we'll just... You can just keep running, and I'll just keep fireballing. (laughs) (laughs) Shenanigans. Mobile artillery. I like it. Next question. How do we get out? (laughs) We bring a mirror. <laughs> so I really have no idea how this is going to work. <laughs> how many fireballs do you have? Hmm, that's a good question. How many fireballs do you have? Uh, seven. That's actually a pretty good amount. It's not a bad amount. And I also have that uh, sickening radiance, which uh, does radiant damage, which we found does work. I think because uh, we used holy water on it, and it did like a little bit of seemed to have some sort of effect. Yeah, yeah. So you guys still have your uh, stilts too, I believe. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm using to see somebody piggybacking a gnome while walking on stilts. So wait, why don't we just use the stilts? Walk up there, see how far we can get, and then kind of make our decision. Then if we're getting vined up. Yeah. Then you start giving them the fire. Yeah, it sounds good. Alright, we should do that first thing. Try to get the brooch right away. Oh, uh, we never looted those corpses either. Oh no. Should probably just <laughs> oh, check no. those out. Yeah, let's go have a look. There's valuable loot to be had. How do you get inside the inn? Through, through a window? You want to bust into a window? Yeah, we could try that. Hell yeah, I want to pick up a rock and throw it at the window. Or all the windows busted out already by the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I throw a rock anyhow, wipe out the last bit. Yeah, just whip it through, it like takes off a chunk of glass that was still there. Yeah, that's a safe window now. <laughs> that's a dangerous shard of glass in it. <laughs> I'll go up um or I'll just point to the nearest window to us. Mm-hmm. That's actually at something that would be reachable for both of us. Okay. We should go through that one. I'm gonna walk over to it. Assuming it's safe, like the path up to it. You'll have to put your stilts on to get to the window. Still enough vines around that it's not going to work otherwise. Yes. And then you'll have to find a way in with the vines. Okay, so I'm going to put my stilts on and be like, I guess we just both try to get in there. I mean, Willie's gone, we could just burn the bitch down. (laughs) But then we we can do that, but we need the bodies first. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The entire thing we're doing this for. Oh, Yeah. But what if what if it's just like coinage? Then it's gonna be really <laughs> disappointing. We burned it down on principle. <laughs> Nimidus alone, everybody. <laughs> there were spiders, spiders everywhere. I swear. 
<laughs> We're pretty sure it was infested. <laughs> We're like 90, 59% sure. <laughs> okay, right. so uh, what's the plan for getting through the window? Because right. there are some vines that, it, like we talked about before, they've kind of like just started to creep in through the window. Um, so what's your plan there? So I got a plan. Just follow me. <clears throat> and I'm going to walk towards the window with the stilts on after we've like yep. stilted it up. And I'll uh, walk over there. And this, so how does the window look as far as like glass that's actually sitting in there still? And glass vines? is reasonably clear at this point. Uh, and there are vines that have crawled up the wall and are just fingering over the bottom edge of the window. So we have a very easy solution to this. And I pull up my fucking weapon and just chop off the uh, vine. Okay, I'll roll your attack. <laughs> Fucking nat 20s, blow up the wall. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wasn't a nat 1 and you blew up Nim. <laughs> <laughs> that was option number 2. Nim just dies. Pull up your god weapon. Uh, 28. Okay, so I mean, yeah, uh, roll damage. Oh, shit, I can see it. Do I, do I sneak attack it? It's never gonna expect it. <laughs> it never see it coming. I mean, I feel like most attacks are sneak attacks against plants. This is true. Not I really. I mean, these are damage. pretty defensive plants, though. <laughs> I will roll sneak attack damage to really get through this vine. Uh, can I roll ones and twos? No, that's if I'm. That's if you're great weapon mastering it or doing your thing. Uh, no, it's. Sorry, this is a roll. I'm just going to confirm really quick. Sure. It's, go ahead. Um, I just need to make sure that it's not. I have to be holding it in both hands to do it. For that, I think it's. Anything. That's unreasonable, because I think it comes from the great weapon thing, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't want to like misuse this one and just get a shitload of damage I don't deserve. Uh... <laughs> Against the side of the building. Oh, shoot. This is the fighter one. So, yeah, so with the melee weapon, they are wielding with two hands. I'm not, I'm just one-handing this one. So... Okay, that seems fine. Uh, so... versatile, that bitch. Oh. 15 damage. Er... Not 15 damage, something else. Uh, that would be 21 damage. Okay. So, this is just like, I got this. Swings the weapon. You, sure enough, lop off the vines easily. They do do their usual vine thing, where they start leaking horrible purple goo that starts sprouting more vines. But luckily it seems, you know, it's slow. Uh, and they do drop away from the window. Uh, you do notice your blade is now covered in that goo, uh, but it doesn't really seem to hurt your god weapon. Okay, yeah, I watch it for a second, then I will use... There's grass around, I assume, that's still wipe not it totally dead. Or even if it's I mean, there's dead, that. Nim also that. has prestidigitation. Uh, I'll wipe it on the ground for a second and see if it does anything first to wipe it, it off. It starts coming off, but not... I mean, you're basically wiping it again because gravel. It's not the most absorbent yeah, thing ever. Yeah, because all the grass and everything's dead, yeah. I'll prestigitation it for him. Oh, thank you very much. Really. That does seem to work, more or less. And then I will um, just kind of, like, use something that's clothed a bit more as far as my arms go and just clear out the rest of the glass around the window. Okay. Uh, you don't really have to clear out the glass all that much because you cut them. Their acidic blood leaked all over the window as well. So that whole bottom part of the window is just kind of rotting and melting away anyway. If you give it long enough, it'd be big enough to walk through. But then vines will start growing out of it. Yeah, I'm just like... <laughs> but yeah, it, it, my point is the opening has gotten larger. Um... <laughs> Is it enough that, like, potentially I could just kick the wall at that point and just break it in? Uh, as long as you were careful of the acid, yeah. I, I would think so. It's definitely weakened. 
Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Being careful about the outside, I don't want to get any on my clothes or anything like that. But I try to get, like, kick a clean spot. Yeah, no one, because otherwise I'm like tossing Nimmin and trying not to let him touch anything. Or that's it's gonna be rough. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, you don't even need to roll the athletics roll. The wall's not being held together by much. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you kick yourself a little impromptu doorway open. I try to make it like spark kick too. Make it look really impressive. Hopefully, I don't break my leg while I do. Roll for performance. See how impressed. <laughs> break Nim my is. leg while doing it. That twenty. <laughs> uh, Nim, I, I mean, he rolled that. I feel like you're pretty impressed. I feel like he sparta kicks that wall pretty fucking hard. <laughs> Do you say something cool? I mean, it's a sparta kick. Do you say something this cool? Is not the spoon realm. <laughs> you're right, Dis. This isn't the spoon realm. <laughs> He seems very impressed with your knowledge. <laughs> Have you been reading books? <laughs> I read like three lines of one. I feel super literate now. Was it, was super it literate. Ones? It's kind of like a pop-up book. <laughs> All right, you have your way inside. Uh, the inside still seems more or less vine-free, but you know that probably <coughs> won't last long now. Uh, there are the couple of bodies that hadn't been just completely charbroiled by Nim's fireball, which leaves you about three or four to loot. All right, you grab those two, and I'll grab these two. Okay. We'll check it out. Okay. Uh, roll perception. See how well. I mean, how thoroughly are you digging through these bodies? Well, I mean, we I kicked open a wall to do this, so so I mean, you got to get your money's worth. Yeah, is what exactly. You're saying. Okay, no, I, I think as long as you guys are going to be pretty thorough, I think that seems fair. So inside the bodies, uh, inside the various, <laughs> these definitely look oh, like wow. they Let's may see. have been people <laughs> once. But it's hard to tell. They're mostly wood and vines now. Uh, nevertheless, they do have little remnants of clothes. And inside those little remnants of clothes, you manage to cobble together about 200 silver pieces. Uh, though whether that all came from the people or maybe they've been collecting shinies since then, you couldn't say for sure. 200 silver pieces. I'll just let you record that down. All right. And Nim, inside one of the pockets of one of the creatures, you notice a small scrap of paper. Uh, at first glance, it, it seems to be the right kind of paper stock to belong to the journal that you had. Um, you're not sure where that puts this piece of paper in the journal because the journal is so heavily degraded. But nevertheless, you do find a little scrap of paper and it's got some words on it. Um, I can let you read that out to the party if you like. Okay. I followed him to the graveyard last night, saw him defile the poor soul's graves myself. Hmm. That was it? That's it? Just a little scrap of paper. The rest is rotted away from the water damage and maybe even a little fire. <laughs> a little crispy. <clears throat> like a chip. Who could it be about? Do you recognize the writing? Does it look like the rest of the writing? You can do a history check. Can we know what this we gave them? You, you guys can keep it. That's fine. Nim scrub. Uh, what's my history? I got give it a day for scribbles on it. <laughs> Draw some complex geometric pattern on it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's ones? 21 for history. Uh, the writing definitely looks like the priest's writing. Uh, it seems to follow similar sentence structure, similar blocky, educated, but not like super fancy educated style script. 
Um, that'd definitely be your guess. It seems like it belongs. Cool. Do you recognize the writing? Yeah, it looks like the priest writing. The priest. The priest. The guy whose journal I was reading? Hmm. I wonder who he was following. Well, it sounded like it was Lance. The Lance is a good... He's a good apple, right? Well, maybe he was... Maybe it seemed like he was being bad, but really he was working in the best interest of the town. It could be. He was trying to save them with the brooch, but they were like, he's up to evil. Yep. I can understand that. So are we going to burn this place down? Um... <laughs> Lazarus. <laughs> Lazarus's head just pops up. <laughs> well, maybe for now. <clears throat> we'll save the fireballs just in case we need them later. I think it's a. Uh, I want to actually look at the front door and everything. Like, how is the vine incursion? Mm, pretty high, almost to the top of the frame. So, like, the inn itself seems to... <laughs> so far hasn't been deeply protruded, but it's only a matter of time now. Right. There's a big gaping opening. Not even the one you kicked in. <laughs> well, I mean, you kicked the other one in, too. <laughs> True. <laughs> Sorry, I guess both of them were kicked in by you. <laughs> not a door left unkicked. <laughs> That's not how we roll here. <laughs> It's usually not the person answering the door that kicks at this. <laughs> I should totally put that as the title for whatever episode this ends up being. Just be like, no door, I'm kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I guess then we leave the we can leave this place of desecration up and go find the brooch. Sounds good. Alright. So stilt up and we'll just head straight to the uh the mausoleum. Mortuary? Mortuary. <laughs> the M word. The, the M word where dead people are? The mansion. Okay. Wait, what? Okay, <laughs> uh, sounds good. Alright. You guys strap on your stilts. You begin making your way through the fog. I have my, uh, I take over my god weapon this time. Just kind of hold it up. Had it ready. Yeah. Okay, that seems fair. Kenna. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, after floating through blackness for quite some time, mm -hmm. you find yourself materializing in another room. Similar to before, seems sort of dreamy-esque. It's a kitchen of some kind. Small, simple family home is your best bet. A little wooden stove, there's a table. Uh, the table has four chairs, but you notice two of them have been moved off to the side, leaving only two chairs. There is a woman, a little bit older than the one you saw before, and a preteen or just reaching teenaged girl sitting at the table. Um, as you materialize into the room, you notice two things since your passive perception is quite high. Uh, the first is they appear to be having some sort of argument. Um, you can hear that just through the muddled, muttering sounds that you can hear kind of a long way off. The other thing you notice is that the girl, there's something wrong with her hand. Um, she possibly hurt herself or something like that. That might even be what the argument's about. You're not sure, but she's bleeding. Her hand is bleeding. Um, but the, the woman doesn't seem to be making much of an effort to stop that. She's just sort of yelling at her from across the table. 
Can I hear anything? Uh, if you try very hard, you may be able to. I will try very hard. Okay, go ahead. Roll up perception. Try very hard. Very, very hard. Gotcha. Not a lot. Every once in a while you catch the the big words, the words that somebody's enunciating with a lot of energy and venom. So you pick up just the little bits and pieces of the combina- uh, conversation, stuff like, it's your fault, if you weren't so fucking ugly, stuff like that. There's just this, there's this yelling going back and forth. Um, but you're having, yeah, you're having a hard time picking out a lot of the words. Does the woman, like, when I look at the old woman, does she still have that vibe she had previously where it was like something about her just wasn't... Mm, She still has that vibe, but she doesn't look in the previous room that you were in she seemed concerned but just something felt a little off she doesn't feel concerned here there's a lot of contempt in her facial expression there's a lot of anger there Um, as you kind of watch for a moment you notice the girl kind of raise her hand that's bleeding possibly trying to draw attention to it, you're not sure. Uh, And the woman just stands up out of the table and walks across and slaps the girl across the face. Um, One word you do start to hear coming through the drone a little bit more is every time she says ugly... It seems like that word really kind of pe- that's the one she's putting the most effort into. You'll hear kind of, uh, ugly! Like it just, it very clearly comes through compared to the other speech. What does the preteen look like? Like what does? Um, she's hard to describe. She seems kind of fluid almost like like her her perception like that what she looks like to you in this sort of dream just seems to kind of flux a little bit sometimes she seems like she has blonde hair sometimes she seems like she has black hair nothing really seems to stay super consistent her face stays pretty similar um and you do notice the hand that is bleeding seems to stay more consistent her hand that's bleeding, um, just, like, inspecting it, like, does it look like it was a cut? Does it, like, and where on her hand is she bleeding? Uh, you can do a medicine check, okay. Kendall. Uh, 18. Okay. Uh, so you get closer, and now that you're closer to the two of them, you feel like you're in the middle of that argument a little bit, but you still can't hear, like, you're, the sound is all there, but you just can't understand every word for whatever reason. It's just not very clear to you. Yeah. Uh, as you get closer to the hand and you kind of take a look at it, obviously, since you can't touch it, um, there, the cut, there appears to be a cut. It's on one of the tips of her fingers. Um, you imagine just based on how your, your medicine skills, that's probably pretty painful. It's a fairly large cut on the finger. Yeah. Uh, and that's what's 
uh, bleeding. You also notice just the rest of her hand and the rest of her body really is quite pretty. I mean, you know you're a 20 out of 20, so it, it colors your perception a little bit, but she's very pretty. She's easily, maybe not quite in the realm of your heroic level of beauty, but nonetheless, she would definitely be very pretty. You could use me some heroic beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lazarus. No heroic beauty for you. <laughs> um but you do notice it stands out a little bit to you just because the rest of her skin seems so porcelain almost. Uh, but she has two very ugly looking warts on her hand, just just above the back of the palm area. On the same hand that's bleeding? Correct. Okay, um, now that I'm, like, in the middle and I feel, like, more into it, can I try to see if I could listen in again? Uh, yeah, you think you might be able to. I'm a, 18 and I'm a 19, so yeah. I'm afraid it's still that dreamy quality yeah. of not quite being able to hear what's going on, or maybe even just not... The words just aren't all there. You're not really sure what you're experiencing. Okay. I'm looking around the kitchen. Like, I know there's the table and the two women Mm -hmm. of sorts. What does the rest of the room look like? Uh, It's pretty indistinct, like the other room that you were in. Uh, You do see a small wood stove. There is a door. Um, You're not sure where it leads, just based on the layout of the room. There's not enough information to go on. Um, But that's really the only other defining feature. Um, is there's just a simple wooden door. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to touch something and see if I still just, like, flow through it. Uh, what are you trying to touch? The table. Okay. You reach out, and your hand does just kind of pass through the table. Okay. Okay, now I try to touch the girl. Okay. Uh, you were already yeah. doing so with the medicine check. Oh, you okay, so you yeah. can't touch her. Okay. So I want to try to see if I can walk through the wooden door. Okay, fair enough. So you turn around, you kind of leave that scene behind you yeah. a little bit, uh, and you walk towards the door. As you reach out to touch the door, you do feel an impact of, of you actually being able to push the door. Um, as it starts to slip open, you feel everything around you kind of wobble just a little. Um, and we'll, we're at a good spot, so we'll take a quick break there. And then we'll come back to see what Kenna sees on the other side of the door. Wow, what a cliffhanger. I wonder what's going to happen next time. Uh, Seriously, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening in. Uh, If you liked what you heard, share us with your friends. If you hated what you heard, share us with your enemies. Uh, Seriously, though, like, comment, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll find out what happens to Double Doubles and Dragons next time.